Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spell, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Alyssa Mason. Hello, Mel. Long time no see. I love, we're always ships in the night, you and I. We are, we are. We are here today. I actually, I just need to say, if I sound more Kiwi... (laughs) I apologise. I got back from a week in New Zealand last night. Everyone always says when I come back, I sound more Kiwi. Yes. Just like my eyes and my E's are all over the show. You've absorbed all that Kiwiness from being back in your home country. Been around my peoples, you know. (laughs) But it's also been a big weekend in pop culture. Obviously, news broke over the weekend that the world's most talked about couple, Mm -hmm. Kim K and Pete Davidson, broke up. And, you know, we have a lot to say about this, including a few conspiracy theories. What would this be without a few conspiracy theories? Exactly. The Kardashians and conspiracy theories just, like, go hand in hand. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. We've gotten our first reveal on The Masked Singer with the knight lifting his, well, it's like his whole tour <laughs> so off because he was already headless and revealing himself as Ryan Maloney from Neighbours. Your place is known in 60 countries around the world and nobody knew it was you. 28 years on Neighbours, I tell you, this is the this is the shortest job I've ever had. <laughs> yes, Toadie himself was behind the night. After guesses like David Hasselhoff and the Honey Badger were in the mix, Ryan said this was the shortest job of his life <laughs> after 28 years on Neighbours. I didn't realise that was how long he'd been on the show. And that finished, obviously, for good last week. So Ryan performed Ed Sheeran's Bad Habits but came last in the viewer voting against The Blowfly and The Mirrorball. <laughs> the Masked Singer continues tonight at 7.30pm on Channel 10. So over the weekend, it was announced that Kevin Fedline had given his first interview in more than a decade to ITV, which is set to air in various parts across this week. But interviewer Daphne Barak wrote up an exclusive for the Daily Mail, which runs through the wide-ranging interview. So we do know a little bit about what this involves. So obviously K-Fed, as we all know him, he was married to Britney Spears for two years and is the father to her two children, Sean Preston and Jaden, who are 16 and 15. Oh my gosh, are they 16 or 15? Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? (gasps) I'm so old. Yes. So obviously this has sparked a whole bunch of discussion, but the biggest headlines to come out so far are in regards to K-Fed saying his sons have decided not to see their mother for months and that they made their own decisions not to go to her wedding to Sam Asghari in June. 
So he says that Britney's superstardom is really hard to deal with, which, look, you're probably going to realise throughout this chat, my tone is like, not a big K-Fed yes, fan. Yes. But like, he didn't have a problem with that when he married her mm-hmm. at the height of her fame. But anyway, he also talks about her social media content since being freed from the conservatorship, particularly pulls out the nude photos, you know, the ones we all know. She covers herself with strategically placed emojis. So he says on this, this whole thing has been hard to watch, harder to live through, harder to watch my boys go through than anything else. It's been tough. It's the most challenging thing I've ever had to do in my life. And then on the Instagram specifically, he says, I tried to explain to them, look, Maybe that's just another way she tries to express herself. But that doesn't take away from the fact of what it does to them. It's tough. I can't imagine how it feels to be a teenager having to go to high school. Obviously, you know, this was on the front page of everywhere, just all over the show. So both Brittany and Sam then responded to this in their own Instagram posts. So on his story... Sam, first of all, he defends Britney's nude selfies, Mm. says that we'd see pretty much the same thing in advertising. Which is true. Yeah, totally. And then he says, there is no validity to his statement regarding the kids distancing themselves and it is irresponsible to make that statement publicly. Mm. Then he gets a little bit savage. Mm -hmm. He says that the boys are going to be 18 in the next couple of years and they'll be old enough to make their own decisions. And he says, quote, Kevin's gravy train will end soon, which probably explains the timing of these hurtful statements. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. And then he ends by saying, and I have to admit, I find this a little bit funny. He says, I will not comment on this matter again, except to say I have a job. (laughs) Which, (laughs) like, God, it is so petty. Wow, that's such a mic drop. So petty, but I'm living for it. So then Brittany also then responded on Instagram stories and then again on her feed. So she said, It saddens me to hear that my ex-husband has decided to discuss the relationship between me and my children. She called it hurtful. And then she said that given the level of control over her for 13 years, Mm. she should, quote, embark on doing way more than going topless at the beach and that she's sad but not surprised that Kevin took this all public. Yeah. Mel, I'm a huge Britney fan, but I feel like I can kind of live in this Brit eco chamber. And so I'm interested, like, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, look, I mean, I've got several thoughts. There's many thoughts many in my thoughts. brain. But the first one I would say is that I think it's a bit rich for Kevin Federline to be like, oh, no, my teenage sons have to see their mother nude with artfully placed flowers mm. over her nipples and her vagina because it's like, I'm sorry, but like, Every celebrity has nude shots. Like, how do you explain then, like, Kim Kardashian's kids being fine and, like, Mm. every actress or actor that has gone nude in films? Like, nudity is not something we should be ashamed of. I also just think that it's almost archaic to expect, like, a mother to never, like, take her clothes off or, like, act like just a human being. I don't know. I just think this whole issue around nudity and kids is just a bit weird and, like, Mm. old school and... I'm not into that from Kevin. I think that's a bit of a reach, I guess, for an argument of like Britney screwing up the kids with her nude imagery that isn't even really nude. On the other hand, I know this is going to be controversial, but I do feel like we don't know everything that is going on with Britney and her kids, even though we're all really happy for her to be out of the conservatorship Mm. and like owning herself on social media and really like living a more free life. We really don't know what happened and I think we have been fed a bit of a fairy tale story around Britney. 
And it is quite clear that she's still got some issues that she's going through. Like I do not see Brittany right now as a completely like mentally whole person yet. Mm-hmm. I hope that she gets there. I think she will get there. But there potentially are reasons why her kids want to distance themselves from her right now or why Kevin even wants to. All of that being said, why is he doing news reports exactly. about this? We do not need to be going and doing massive interviews. Do you just talk to Brittany yourself? Exactly. And I think, like, for me, that is the point. Like, if I consider his point of view and I can consider the fact that Sean and Jaden must just find it completely bizarre mm. to be the children of this woman whose entire life has been picked apart for their entire lives mm. or longer than their entire lives. And so I'm sure that there's valid sort of tension there, perhaps. But I keep coming back to the fact that this is a public conversation because, you know, with Brittany, she's called out her parents and she's called out her sister on Instagram and then that has created a public conversation. Yeah. But she hasn't brought up KFED no, at all she here. Hasn't. He is the one that is coming out publicly to come for her and that immediately gets my back up a bit because, and I did a little digging on the money and the oh, numbers. Yes. Yes, so know. KFED's bills have been essentially paid for right. by Brittany for 15 years, which means essentially paid for by Britney's conservatorship, mm. right? So the superstardom that he seems to find hard in this interview and the conservatorship that's overseen by Jamie has funded him and his wife, he's got a couple more kids and stuff like that. It's funded him for years. He's received $20,000 US a month in child support up until about 2018 when he requested for $60,000 more. And then another arrangement was come to, and we're not too yeah. sure. So very numbers. bankrolled by Britney vibes. Yeah, for sure. And then throughout this interview, he then also comes to the defence of Jamie and then also the conservatorship, which I'm like, red flag, red flag. Yeah, you're smelling a rat, basically. Totally. Like, he says that the conservatorship, quote, saved her and that he'd welcome Jamie back into his and his kid's life. And this Ooh. is all despite the fact that in 2019, he got a restraining order against Jamie because there was an alleged sort of incident with Sean and Jamie. Yeah, right. I just feel like it all comes back to the money and to use Sam's kind of savage words, the gravy train, right? Yeah. And then I'm also suspicious because Jamie Spears is going to appear in court for a disposition this week. Right. So Brittany's lawyer is going to grill him on, you know, how it all operated under his watch, his use of her money, some alleged use of cameras and recording devices being placed in Brittany's room throughout that time. And so all of this, I'm just like, Dude, send her a text or something, yeah. you know? And Give like, her a call. It all just makes me so mad. I feel like I am moments away from having my own Chris Crocker moment. Like, just <laughs> leave Brittany alone. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Look, without a doubt, the biggest news over the weekend was, of course, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson's shock breakup after all these headlines that had insisted that the power couple were doing just fine, thank you, with the long (laughs) distance as Pete films Wizards on the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. It turns out there was trouble in paradise and after nine months together, they are donezo. 
So naturally, rumours are swirling about why Mr. BDE and Kim have called it quits. <laughs> so we're going to dive into three of those rumours. Well, it's kind of like two rumours in a Chelsea special conspiracy oh, yeah. theory that I love. But <laughs> let's start with rumour number one. So page six spoke to a source that claimed that their age gap, so Kim's 41, Pete's 28, had played a part. So they said that they are just in very different places at the moment, adding that Pete is totally spontaneous and impulsive, but Kim struggled to play along because of her demanding family life. I mean, she's got four kids and how many businesses? Oh, yeah. Like five Millions. million. I totally get this. <laughs> yeah. And I actually think that there's got to be some truth there. Like I have a massive age gap with my partner who is younger than me, but like he does not like party mm. or anything. And also I don't have four children yeah, yeah, yeah. and five businesses. <laughs> so I do kind of think potentially that age gap has played a part here. But look, rumour number two is kind of hand in hand. So the page six source is also suggesting that Kanye West had a hand in their split. Interesting. So the source said, when Kim is with someone else, Kanye can cause problems with the kids. He tries to divide and conquer. He can't help it. I don't know. I guess this might be true. Like Kanye's Mm. had some controlling tendencies before, right? Yeah, he has. You know, there was that whole wardrobe thing early on. Just the whole dressing thing is just very controlling vibes to me. On this, there was a lot of discussion over the weekend because Kim had posted just sort of before this news broke with her with some Yeezys on and stuff like that. So people were like, oh, is Kanye involved? I don't know. Like, who knows? Yeah, but then I'd read comments saying that she still had a financial investment in the Yeezy brand. Right. So potentially she was always going to do some She's Yeezy promo. She's just making her itself get some more money, which is absolutely not Kim Kardashian needs. <laughs> I also was thinking, like, they'd had so many problems at the beginning, like Kanye and Peach. Mm. They really did not see eye Oh, yeah, the skate stuff was a lot. Oh, so much going on. But then Entertainment Tonight had recently quoted a source that had said things are cordial between them, being a great great dad has always been very important to Kanye and his main goal is to keep his children happy. So I don't know if it's a bit like reductive mm. to say that Kanye has like broken Pete and Kim up. Like it did sound like Kim and Kanye were trying to make their split work with the kids and all of that. Particularly with Kanye having, you know, his own relationships throughout this whole time as well. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he's just been like pining for yeah. Kim this entire time. But look, rumour three is really where I <laughs> wanted to go here because this is kind of your conspiracy theory, but it has a lot of legs to it. I So think. I am usually like, I like to think I'm a pretty level headed person, right? Mm-hmm. But I swear the Kardashians turn me into this crazy full <laughs> conspiracy theorists. Like, I just really question everything that they do and how much of their lives is real. I basically have two conspiracy theories here. The first is around the timing of the news, and I feel like this is the one that a lot of people are talking about. You know, obviously, the Kim and Pete stuff completely dominated the weekend's news cycle, and most of us sort of assumed that this was to quieten the news that also came out like two hours later about Chloe and Tristan welcoming their second baby. Yes. Obviously, there is a lot of drama around Chloe and Tristan and that entire relationship. And when that news broke a couple of weeks ago, mm. there was a lot of discussion around that. The family have tried to keep that quiet for months and months and months. Yes. Yeah, because it really was not news until very late in the game. But then I just think it's a weird, like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to break up with my boyfriend because <laughs> my sister is having a kid with her toxic partner. Like, I'm not going to do that. For sure. But I also need to point out that Kim and Pete's relationship was nine months long, which means that it began at the same time of this whole surrogacy thing. Oh my God, I hate it. Not saying that it's a red herring, but I just feel like Kris Jenner would be, you know, rubbing her hands together like, oh, what an easy smoke screen. It does reek of Kris Jenner, you know, energy, doesn't it? But I also need to point out Travis Scott performed at his own show for the first time since Astroworld 
this weekend. What? Yes. So he performed. What? I have not seen this anywhere. Yeah. So he performed at London's O2 Arena. It was his big comeback. Obviously, Astro World happened yeah. last year. About ten people died. That was a whole controversy. That's really tried to be swept under the rug by the Kardashians, in my opinion. Yeah. No, Don't definitely. Don't sue me, Christina. <laughs> the main headlines around this performance have not actually been about the performance at all. It's been about Kylie and Stormy being there, about them supporting him, and I feel like that is another PR strategy that we've spoken about before in the spill about. Really trying to like reposition Travis as this family man. Yes, definitely. And so I think that's working. Yeah. As all Kardashian PR scandals seem to work. But I think that that is the main reason that this news dropped. That at, when it did. is wild because I have not seen that headline anywhere. Mm. That is to me a reason why <laughs> she would concoct a nine month long fake relationship. Like, are we saying that they were fake? No. Oh, I don't know. I think we are. Okay. I think we are. I don't know. You had it here first. <laughs> my theory on Pete and Kim, I've always thought there was a lot of publicity involved in this. I did wonder if she just wanted what Courtney had, yeah. which was this cool tattooed boyfriend who was like a bit edgy and like made her seem younger. Not that, you know, Kim looks amazing. She is very fun and young at heart anyway. But like she was, you know, 41 and, you know, in Hollywood, that's ancient. You may as well be 95. And so I wondered if she'd gotten together with Pete because Courtney had had this like cool mom resurgence by dating Travis, who's Mm -hmm. also covered in tats. I'd always thought that it wasn't necessarily a love match, but more of a Kim being like, I want that one. Yeah, you know? it's very much in vogue to have one of those like manic pixie boyfriends. Manic pixie boyfriend time for Kim Kardashian. Exactly. On the tatters, the only other thing I have to say around this is that I really hope that this is when we find out that they were fake tattoos oh, and he just washes them off. I don't think please. he needs my girl as a lawyer on his <laughs> chest anymore. How uncomfortable. No. So anyway, you know, RIP to, what do we call them, Keat? Kate. Yeah, R.I.P. Kate. R.I.P. We Kate. We barely knew thee. Well, as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode was produced by Madeline Joannou with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. And we will see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. See ya. Na, 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 na.